Hey everyone, this is Adam Ellenboss from Nightlight Astrology, and today we are resuming our series on parenting tips for each sign of the zodiac by taking a look at Libra children and some parenting tips for all of you who have Libra children. Now, this could be kids who are Libra rising, kids who have a stellium of planets in Libra, sun or moon in Libra. Um, really, it's just to help you understand that portion of the child psyche that is Libran, or to understand your own better and how you were raised and what kinds of parenting that you received or didn't receive, the kind that was helpful, the kind that wasn't so helpful. I think this series can really be for the inner child in all of us. Um, and as well as people who need some parenting tips, I, for many years, have occasionally done uh, readings for people who ask me advice on how to work with their kids and the zodiac placements in their kids' charts. And as a parent myself, I think this series is... Um, you know, could be useful for anyone who's a new parent or you know, whether your kids are grown or yeah, whether you want to reflect back on your own childhood. So if you haven't seen all of the previous episodes, we've gone Aries up to Libra so far. Uh, we have the rest of the signs to go, uh, but you could go back and listen to the previous signs if you want to hear what we've said already in the series. Before we get into it, as always, don't forget to like and subscribe. If you want to, share some of your comments and insights about being a Libra or about parenting Libra kids because the wisdom that you guys have been sharing has been really awesome over the past episodes. If you want, to, if you, want you can find a transcript of today's talk on the website, which is nightlightastrology.com. I'm going to take you over to the website right now because as you guys know, we have just under a month left. I think there's three to four weeks, something like that, until the new program starts. My one-year class in ancient Hellenistic astrology called Ancient Astrology for the Modern Mystic begins on June 11th. If you go to the courses page and click on the first-year course on my website, nightlightastrology.com, and scroll down, you can learn all about it, hear what some of the alumni have had to say. Again, it starts on June 11th, and it goes for almost a whole year, and we have 30 classes uh, broken into units, and in between units, we have tutors that lead breakout study sessions if you'd like some help integrating the material you're learning. We also have a forum discussion that's staffed with tutors. So you can ask questions year round. You can also email me with questions. You get lifetime access to all the recordings. If you can't make it live, you can always participate remotely by watching the recordings. You get to download and keep everything. At the bottom of the page, you will find, in addition to lots of information about the program itself, you will find some options when it comes to um, tuition. So you'll see... At the very um, bottom of the page, <clears throat> you'll see the early bird payment, and that is going to, whoops, here we go, here's my, my pen, that is going to save you $500 off if you want. You can spread the tuition out over 12 months with a payment plan, and then we also have need-based tuition assistance. Uh, those are filling up rapidly, so make sure that you apply if you haven't already. Check out the need-based tuition option if you want to take one of my courses but can't quite afford the price point because of your life circumstances. See if you um, uh, see if you can uh, qualify for that. Just click the apply now button. Tell us your situation. We'll be glad to work with you. We want to make sure that people of all different income ranges feel really welcome to study astrology. Um, ancient astrologers said that people who sincerely want to study astro astrology shouldn't be um, held back. That there was there was a lot of talk about making sure it was accessible to people who had a sincere and earnest desire to study. So that's always been part of my mission, and I hope that you'll be able to take advantage of that and come study with us. All right. Well, we are going to talk about raising Libra children or the Libra child within you and how you were raised. Five parenting tips for Libra kids today. And these are in no particular order. I don't like rank them, you know, with the number one. I just put five um, ways of supporting our, our, our Libra kids in this case. 
Uh, and I frame them all in terms of support. Here's what we want to support the development of. Most of the time, we uh, I think that what happens, at least I see people coming into readings like this saying, how do I deal with this problem that my Leo has or this problem that my Libra has or whatever? The problem with framing uh, our kids' um, astrological traits in terms of the problems with them and how to get them into almost like a, an optimal expression is that most of the time the problems are actually um, the problems stem from our inability to understand the archetype. Um, and the archetype of the sign of the placement and what it's seeking to express, learn, and explore throughout a lifetime. Now, there's not just one thing that a sign means. Uh, it's like a bouquet of different um, archetypal ambitions that the sign represents that we want to explore throughout a lifetime, that the soul is needing to actualize itself uh, as it explores a lifetime along the themes, uh, archetypal themes of the sign. So for Librans, the ones we're going to explore today, I've tried to break it down into five that I think are really, really important to sort of get to the heart of the sign of Libra and how we can support these themes and also how they can get distorted and um, how we can reframe them or just help our kids make little adjustments um, if necessary. But it all stems from understanding first rather than thinking that there's a good and bad Libra or something like that. Well, anyway, number one, Support the exploration of fairness, beauty, and balance. This is a masculine air sign, but also the sign of Venus. So Venus, Aphrodite, in the ancient world was associated with justice, with fairness, with beauty. Um, a lot of the times people think of the goddess only in terms of, you know, sensual themes like touch and romance and love and, uh, you know, the, the feeling of your bare feet on the earth in spring or something, you know, or the, the smell of an apple pie wafting through the air. These are very, like, uh, you could say, th these are the sort of quintessential worldly goddess themes. But you have to remember that for the ancient Greeks, who, uh, and by this, the ancient Greek world that practiced astrology, Venus was also associated with the kind of beauty that represents a well-ordered or well-arranged cosmos. For example, there was a word in ancient Greek philosophy called harmonia, and this is sort of loosely a Venusian word, and it means a well-arranged whole, so that all of the parts are working together, almost like the study of feng shui, uh, or the study of vastu, in, I think it's called vastu, in Indian um, uh, philosophy, which is the, the study of how a room comes together to be both functionally and aesthetically whole. How is it serving the right flow of right flow and balance of energy for the right purpose of the room and so forth? Venus was not just associated with sensual beauty, in other words, but with almost like um, an architectural beauty that was inherent in the cosmos itself. So that truth, beauty, balance, symmetry. Um, and orderliness were all part of what Venus could potentially represent as the ruler of harmonia. And so Libra is a sign that embodies the sort of masculine Libra. It's a little bit more or the masculine Venus in the sense that it's a little bit more abstract. It's about do you, in an ideal sense, is everything balanced and beautiful? Uh, for example, the organization of society along moral, uh, ethical, uh, and legal lines that support fairness and um, equity and, um, uh, you know, the, the equal rights and, um, and the 
um, upholding of the dignity of all beings, you know, in, in, a, in a sense of community uh, and, and beauty. This would also be Venusian, and this is very Libran. So one of the things that Libran kids are exploring throughout their lifetime is the function and role of order, beauty, balance, symmetry. And so the need to organize one's life environment to take a particular interest in the social dynamics of life and how they are arranged, uh, that's key to how a Libran is understanding themselves and understanding their place and role in the world and understanding the world itself. Now, um, one of the things that goes along with this is whether or not the level at which we are exploring those themes is merely superficial or also gets into the heart of much more um, deep and penetrating themes. Uh, for example, Libra is the sign that ushers us into the underworld of the solar year, into the darkness, and it had associated with it the um, the idea of judgment, the judgment of the soul upon death and entrance into the underworld. And justice is often blindfolded. In, in, in You see the images of, of justice with the blindfold on, personified. This image is really important because you could, for example, have uh, Libran um, characteristics that are concerned with the arrangement of things that looks nice, but in merely superficial ways or in ways that just reinforce vain self-interest. Does this look nice? You know, does is this all arranged nicely? And I can't stand it if things look like they're out of order or they don't look sort of pristine and perfect socially. But that's not really balance. That's not really beauty. That's not really, you know, fairness in a sense. Sorry, my phone, um, I forgot to turn off. Let's just turn this off. So <clears throat> one of the things that we're doing uh, for Libran kids throughout a lifetime is we are helping them to explore themes of fairness, beauty, balance, but we're encouraging that to be something that's developed philosophically, morally, so that has real depth to it. And so it is quite natural for Libran uh, children as they go on throughout life to play around with different levels of what constitutes fair, beautiful, balanced, orderly makeup would be one level of it. The social sense of cohesion in your, in your social life at school could be another component. Um, but it, we want as we, we don't want to, just because, you know, for example, Libran kids might get more concerned with popularity and social poise and, you know, how nice does my social life look? Do I feel like I belong? Does, you know, so, but at the, and so there could be a sense at which we start thinking, oh, they're just, they're concerned with the superficial appearance and, and whether things kind of look nice or not. Um, but actually it is very, very normal for the Libran lifetime to progress along those lines and to move from concerns that are somewhat superficial um, into deeper and deeper levels of what constitutes beauty and balance in the entire cosmos. So Libra is a sign that you can't, you can't look at, like, it's very natural in, for the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the teens to look very different in terms of what the concerns are when it comes to balance, beauty, orderliness, etc. And it progressively gets deeper because the sign, as it progresses when the sun is going through, it progressively gets darker and moving into the underworld. And so 
it is very, very normal and natural for there to be somewhat superficial topical concerns about how balanced does my bedroom look nice? Does my makeup look nice? Do my, are my friends all, are my ducks all in a row socially? And as life goes on, when the soul starts to realize that this is just layer one, it will go deeper and it will start asking deeper questions about what constitutes beauty and balance. And the vain superficial uh, piece will be replaced with a much deeper, more penetrating or probing interest in what constitutes beauty, balance and order in the entire cosmos and within the soul as the metaphorical blindfold goes on. So you have to support that process and you can't, you can't tell a kid that they're superficial for caring about certain things um, because it is a path, it is a progressive incremental pathway. And if you try to force them to take, uh, to be concerned with things that are deeper before they've gotten there on their own, they will then take an interest in things, uh, in deeper things, but on still on the same superficial level because they haven't walked down that descending staircase themselves. So crucial to the process of deepening concerns about fairness, beauty, balance, etc., is the ability to move from topical things down the stairway into deeper, um, more unconscious or mysterious things. All right, so just remember that. Um, number two is to support the gift of seeing both sides. Saturn is exalted in the sign of Libra, and um, Saturn was the ruler of oppositions. One of the things that is very common for Libran kids to do is to find themselves in, in life, um, sometimes in triangulation dynamics, um, where there will they will feel like they're in the middle of two people who have um, very different worlds that they live in. And the Libran will often find themselves inhabiting one world and then inhabiting the other world. For example, um, it's quite common when Libran kids have parents to go through a divorce, that mom and dad's worlds will be very different and they'll become very good at adjusting and acclimating and, and um, harmonizing with each world. But then what happens is that while the gift of being able to understand uh, different dynamics socially and to be fluid and graceful in their ability to adapt socially, which is a real Libran gift that we want to support, that's something you always want to support is the ability that the Libran has to adapt socially. But the number three piece here that's really important is to support the process of choice. Because one of the things that can happen is if the Libran kids are inhabiting different worlds and adapting socially, there can also start to lack the development of an inner subjective core that's been defined by choices. I don't feel as identified with that world or that space or this um, you know, environment as I do this one. And so you, we want to support the gift of adaptability and being able to adjust socially, which is a super amazing gift and really take note of it and compliment your Libran kids. Wow. It's so amazing how you can adapt yourself from one space to the next and just fluidly harmonize so nicely. But we also want to support, you know what I really liked there? I could tell that you had to make a tough choice to define your own wants and interests, uh, you know, when it might've been easier for you to adapt or harmonize. In, in that situation and just do what you think might have been easier to fit in or you don't want to ruffle any feathers or whatever, but the ruffling of feathers, so to speak, through the process of choosing based on your own inner sense of orientation. That's the tipping of the scales that can be very uncomfortable for Librans, but it, 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 and I'm serious, when your Libran kids make a choice that is more about their own subjective needs, wants, and desires rather than harmonization, even if it's a small one, you really, we really need to praise it. 
really like good job. I know that's tough to make big choices because I know that you're such um, an adaptable person who is so easy to, it's like you're um, a musical instrument that can harmonize and just resonate with whatever's in the environment. So supporting the process of choice is a big deal for Libra and kids. Number four is supporting the acceptance of chaos. One of the things that can be harder for Librans is the presence of chaos, whether that's aesthetically or emotionally or uh, environmentally. Um, and we want to um, almost just, just when chaos is stepping up, give our kids tools for not needing to organize it or make something of it or, uh, you know, immediately try to control it. Um, because this is a very controlled sign. It's a Venus ruled sign, but don't forget it's the exaltation of Saturn and it's an air sign. And so it, while it looks, it looks very fluid and adaptable, a lot of the way that Librans work is rooted in control. Even if the control is like, um, musically speaking to keep a beat, you know, or to, um, or to be constantly, um, adjusting and harmonizing so that there's a feeling of order that's always present. But underneath this is the one of the life's most important missions for Librans, which is the encounters with um, chaos, with the wild feminine yin that is primordial and, and sort of disorganized, but deeply fertile um, and creative, uh, but not yet controlled, not yet uh, put into form or tends to deconstruct form in favor of, you know, uh, uncertainty and, um, and sort of a, a wild potentiality. So the, even when you see your Libran kids just going off script, allowing a little bit of creative chaos in or encountering it and having a hard time, take a few extra beats to praise that acceptance of chaos or working with chaos, or take a few extra beats to talk about what did that feel like to you? It's difficult not to feel like things are orderly, neat, beautiful, controlled, because just helping kids recognize that's the archetype that I work with. And so when it's not present in this maybe more chaotic space is present, that's hard for me. Just the awareness that that's a thing can be so liberating, uh, can be so helpful because a lot of what we deal with um, as creatures that live are lived by and live through archetypes is the inability to articulate that we're doing so, that we are living with archetypes. And once you know that you are, and you know what you like, and you can express when you're uncomfortable because something's falling out of sync with the archetypes you, you're familiar with or that help you stay sane, um, you immediately have a, a, like a reflective space that's much healthier than just starting to spin out. Because all archetypes relate to one another. So we can start asking, how do chaos and order relate to one another? And it turns out that chaos and order are always moving in and out of one another. And if a Libran can understand that and invite that into their life as a, a healthy part of the harmonia, the greater cosmic order, it's a totally different story, right? Because then it's in a sense, even though there's chaos, we understand chaos as a relationship to harmony. And that for most Librans, if we can start to work with that, that's doable, right? It's when we see chaos as a threat to order because we're unconscious of what we're working with and what we like and what's uncomfortable for us. That's when it tends to be more problematic. 
Well, last but not least is to support the lightness of the heart. Remember in the in the Egyptian image of the underworld, when the soul is being judged in the afterlife, this is a common image associated with Libra and the scale of uh, the, the balance and the scales of justice, is that the heart is weighed against a feather. Well, there's no possible way a heart is going to be lighter than a feather. So we have to be talking about some esoteric principle. And one of the things that can happen with the Librans is that sense of there being a, a moral, spiritual, artistic, philosophical order, right? What we want is we want for that order to be a noticed, appreciated part of life, but not one that is more primary and more important than the heart. Because at the end of the day, the, the beautiful ar arranged order of the cosmos is here to, it's here as a support for the heart and its in its life, its intimacy, its love, its creativity, its learning and growing. The, the order supports the heart. The heart does not support or bow down to the order. It's the other way around. And it has to be the other way around. We're putting the cart before the horse. It's the it, it, so what we want to teach Librans is that this whole beautiful arrangement is there to facilitate lightheartedness that there's the, 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 the with lightheartedness all of the beauty and order uh is supporting intimacy love laughter grace um curiosity and intellectual brilliance and it because all of that is actually coming from the seat of life itself which is the heart we want the heart on the scale to be lighter than a feather and the feather is a is a instrument of air right and so all of the instruments of the mind that can help us to perceive and appreciate the order. And once in just as a trained musician who understands rhythms and musical scales and, um, and chord structures and progressions, I'm thinking of as a guitar player, right? You understand all of those things, but what do they do? They're not there to inhibit that the music is not uh, subject to those things, right? The music comes through those things and they are there to support the music, which ultimately always transcends those rules. Those rules are in service to the expression of, of music itself, which is the, the soul just, um, it's like the, it's like the, the soul moving in sound, you know? So the heart is in, in the soul are beings that are moving through a cosmos that gives form gives a way for our expression to come through and we have to make sure that we that with our libran kids we we emphasize that and help them see that all of this is to help facilitate um you know you, you don't want a party <clears throat> that's so perfect that it leaves no room for the organic emergence of play and fun and intimacy and laughter and performance you want a, a party that is well arranged so that it can support the emergence of all of those things and give rise to them and help be conducive to them, right? So ultimately, it's that little orientation that is, you could say the whole Libran lifetime is about learning over and over again. And we can help facilitate that by emphasizing when there's lightness of heart and when that priority is being hit really, really notice that with your Libran kids, so to speak. Now I say this as someone who grew up with a Jupiter Saturn conjunction in Libra. Uh, that's my claim to Libran fame, but I am not a Libran per se. Uh, and, um, neither of my kids have strong Libra placements. Um, so, uh, you know, and interesting, I find it interesting that, um, 
there there's like in I would say in the constellation of my greater family, uh, within in my wife's side of the family, there's some people who work in the law, in the uh, in the courts, and the justice system, and stuff like that. And there's a lot of Libra placements there too. So it's it's interesting. And I might have to spend some time talking to those family members on my wife's side and asking them about what was your experience growing up like as a Libra. So anyway. Um, I hope that uh, this was useful for all of you. And I'd love to hear your feedback and your own thoughts and advice for Libran parents or uh, Libran children or the Libra child inside. Uh, this has been a fun series. I can't wait to keep going with it. We'll be looking at Scorpio next time. And I look forward to more soon. Take it easy, everyone. Bye.